everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga match against VfB Stuttgart. This game is going to be very, very interesting for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is Bayern is coming off of a total domination of Union Berlin last weekend. But I think the entire Bayern Munich fan base is going to be looking toward seeing what Julian Nagelsmann is going to do. Of course, they have the Stuttgart match, which Bayern will not be looking past. But just a couple of days later, Bayern will be playing PSG in the Champions League. And I am myself very curious to see how Nagelsmann manages this, how much he's going to rest players who will be rested, and to see if this sets up anything ahead of PSG in terms of personnel and or formation. So we will dive into that in just a little bit. But as always, we will take a look at where each team is in the standings and what the recent form for each squad has been. We will start with first place Bayern Munich. Right now, Bayern is Tied atop the table with Borussia Dortmund. Each team has 46 points. Bayern gets the slight edge right now and, and I guess has its its head right above uh, Dortmund just because of the goal differential. But Bayern has 13 wins, 7 draws, and 2 losses through 22 match days. Bayern has also scored 64 goals and has only allowed 21. As for Stuttgart, they are sitting in lowly 15th place through 22 match days. They have four wins, seven draws, ironically the same amount as Bayern Munich, and 11 losses. They have scored 27 goals. They have allowed 38. That gives them 19 points, which ties them with Hoffenheim and VfL Bochum. So uh, while Stuttgart has the edge in terms of goal differential and they have that 15th place position over Hoffenheim and Bochum, uh, it, they are in no stable standing right now. <laughs> Stuttgart needs a win definitely more than Bayern Munich does at this point, uh, just to, to keep its head above water and hopefully stay up in the top flight. Uh, the Stuttgart team, I think, has underperformed a little bit this season. Uh, it has not been an easy one for them. Uh, so let's take a look at how each team has done over the course of their last five games. Bayern Munich has three wins, one draw, one loss. Of course, last week was a 3-1 or 3-0 victory over Union Berlin. Uh, total domination in the first half there. I thought that was as sharp as Bayern has looked in a long time. I think the personnel meshed very well together that was out there. And it set the table up very nicely for this match and then subsequently to the next one for PSG. So uh, Bayern made a lot of great strides after that debacle against Gladbach, which, you know, unfortunately was marred by a controversial red card and ultimately resulted in Dio Upamakano being suspended for a match. But either way, Bayern is now moving past that. Upamakano will be back this week, and I would guess that he will get some playing time, but we'll explore that in a little bit. As for Stuttgart, over the course of their last five games, they are just one in four. They have one win, zero draws, four losses last week. They dropped a 2-1 heartbreaker to Schalke. The prior week, they defeated FC Köln 3-0, and it looked like maybe Stuttgart was going to be able to build some momentum and help it get out of the basement, but that did not happen. This is a, a very perplexing Stuttgart side. Uh, I, I think 
under Bruno Lavadia, I think people maybe expected a little bit more from them this season. I know I certainly did. I'm not saying I expected them to be up in the top six or anything, but I thought they would be a little bit better than this. Uh, but they have disappointed. Uh, as always, when you watch Stuttgart, you could really look at two of the defenders as players to keep an eye on. Uh, Constantinos Mavropanos and Bonasosa. Both of those players at one point or another have been on Bayern Munich's radar. I think both are very good players. Bonasosa, of course, I think could really be a starter on most clubs, uh, really in any of the leagues. He is, I believe he's that good. And he would be the type of player that would be interesting to see at Bayern Munich at some point. Unfortunately for him, if he had any aspirations of that, He's a little bit behind the eight ball because of Alfonso Davies and what he does over on that left defensive flank. Uh, Sosa, every time I see the rumors linking him to Bayern, I always just think of surplus. Like, why would a player of that caliber want to come to Bayern Munich when it's already so clear that Alfonso Davies is the left back of choice there? or a left wing back of choice, depending on what formation Julian Nagelsmann wants to run. And even though Davies has had his struggles over the course of this season, uh, I think it's, you know, it's still so far away from Bayern Munich being frustrated with him or giving up on him. In fact, over the past couple of weeks, he's, he's really picked up his performances and we'll see if that trend can continue. He's obviously going to have some tough matches in the future. Uh, maybe not as much this week, as I think Byron will probably walk away pretty easily with this one, but uh, we will talk about a prediction in just a little bit. Uh, but yes, if you want to keep an eye on some players for Stuttgart, Mavropanos and Bonasosa are two that I think should catch your attention. You could also scope out Florian Muller, who has been very loosely mentioned as a possible goalkeeper of the future for Bayern Munich at just 25. Muller has been around a while. Uh, to me, it seems like a long shot, too. This is another one where Byron has so many top flight options heading in the next season. I can't see any type of move for another goalkeeper coming anytime soon. Muller is definitely an interesting name to keep an eye on for the future. But as of now, I wouldn't expect anything like that to happen. When we look at this match, the, the primary thing that I think we all think about is you know, how does Julian Nagelsmann set this team up when he's got PSG coming up just a couple of days later? Does he go for a lot of rest? Does he toy with his formations? Does he just try and mishmash some players together and hope that it all works out just to try and keep people healthy? In my mind, Nagelsmann is in a very difficult position because he will be without Benjamin Pavar against PSG. Of course, Pavar has been suspended because of a red card in the last match. And he will be welcoming back Upamakano, who just missed the Union Berlin match with his own red card suspension. So I think that knowing those two scenarios, it almost guarantees that Matthijs de Ligt is going to get an extra day of rest here. Uh, to me, I I think that you're going to want to get Upamakano some work. You're probably going to want to use Benjamin Pavar uh, because he'll be unavailable. And it just represents a good opportunity to get Delict a couple of extra days of rest. I think Delict has been excellent. I mean, really, really good since the restart. I mean, it was pretty iffy coming out of the World Cup because he just didn't fit the system for the Netherlands and and didn't play a lot. And I think, you know, he had some up and down moments there in the Hinronda. So I was really 
not understanding what was going on with him. I didn't think his performances were all that really consistent over the first half of the season, but he has really picked it up. And I think we're all beginning to see that spectacular young defender that we had heard so much about. He's really starting to show now. And if he can continue this, I mean, this is really going to be a talented and solid back line for Bayern Munich moving forward. But let's let's take a, a guess at how Julian Nagelsmann is going to line things up. I think the first thing we have to look at is Trent's just trying to nail down exactly what formation Julian Nagelsmann is going to use. And when I look at the available personnel and I try and strategize who Nagelsmann might rest, who he might be looking to get some time to, I'm coming up with a 4-2-3-1. And I will tell you that some late breaking news that just came out this morning, and of course this morning being Wednesday morning, uh, Leroy Sané went down in training today, and it looks like he's banged up. It might be an ankle injury, but either way, his availability for the match on Saturday is definitely in question. So uh, I'm not positive if that will officially keep him out, but for the intents and purposes of making a prediction on whether he's going to start or not, I'm going to have to factor that in. So I will just tell you, originally I had Leroy Sané as part of my starting 11 for this matchup, but going to remove him because I'm just not quite sure of his status. But let's take a look at how things will slot out. And like I said, I'm going to use a 4-2-3-1 here. I'll say Jan Summer between the sticks because why not? Summer has been really, really good. In every match that he's out there, he's communicating, he's organizing his back line, he's building that rapport that needs to be there between the goalkeeper and the back line. I think he is really making some great progress with that, so there's no reason to have him take a seat at this point. At the center back positions, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Of course, Benjamin Pavar has a red card suspension, will not be available against PSG. Uh, Dayo Upamakano is coming off of a red card suspension. So I would think that we will see Upamakano and Pavar in this match. I think Matthijs De Ligt will get a rest. Uh, we know he's had some fitness issues in the past, but I think it's a good time to reduce that wear and tear on De Ligt uh, and a good time to get his legs fresh. Why not? You have an opportunity where Benjamin Pavar is not going to be available, so you might as well give him that time at center back. And you probably want to shake the rust off Dio Upamakano just a little bit. Uh, he needs a little bit of game time uh, ahead of the PSG match, and I think it's a good idea to use those two. The outside back positions, this also gets a little bit interesting. Uh, I would anticipate that Alfonso Davies would be the player that gets the call at the left back spot. As far as right back goes, it's it's a fascinating spot for Bayern Munich. Last weekend against Union Berlin, Nagelsmann rolled out Josip Stanisic. And Stanisic, I thought, was was pretty fantastic. I thought he did a great job. We also have Nassar Mizrahi, who has come back from an injury, but I don't know that he's quite ready yet. Uh, so there are some interesting selection choices there. Uh, when you consider those two, plus Jao Cancelo, who, of course, came over a, as a loan as a loanee from Manchester City during the winter transfer window, in my mind right now, I think Nagelsmann is going to use these two spots to prepare for PSG and the unique challenge that they present with Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi. So I think we'll see Cancelo uh, to team up with Davies at those outside back positions. And I think that Cancelo 
he needs a little more time with Bayern Munich. Uh, I haven't been super, super impressed with him. He's delivered some excellent crosses, but uh, the defensive part of his game, I think, leaves a little bit to be desired at this stage. Uh, but I do think he'll get the call. He was in the FIFA best 11. So, I mean, what do I know? Um, it, I think when you have a player who has gotten that type of recognition, I think the natural inclination is to use him. So uh, I don't know that Davies and or Cancelo will play the full match against Stuttgart, but uh, I do think they will start it. Uh, as far as the central midfield goes, I think it's a no-brainer right now. I think you have to go with Yashua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. Uh, I, I don't think it's the time to necessarily break out Ryan Gravenberg, uh, at least at a starting role. I mean, Nagelsmann could. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him, but I think Nagelsmann does like the rapport that's being built up between Kimmich and Goretzka once again. He likes how they're controlling the pace of the game, that they're dictating things from the central midfield. And I do think that both will start. I also kind of think that Goretzka will come at it about 60 minute mark. And maybe that's where we will see Gravenberg, but I do anticipate those two starting the match. The attack is where things really get interesting because you have Sadio Mane who indicated he might not be ready for a full shift yet and said that he could be considering maybe a 60 minute appearance in this match. Leroy Sané, to me, was a no-brainer going to start, but picking up that knock in training, that kind of made things a little bit cloudy. Uh, Serge Gnabry, I think, is, again, he's a player right now that this is the opportunity to start him. Kingsley Coman is always a candidate. Jamal Musiala will obviously get a start. Thomas Muller is a candidate as well, but... When you look at the attack, you have to start to figure out who does Nagelsmann want to rest? How is he going to populate these four positions? I think Chupo will start at the top, no doubt. I think that he will get the call on this one. It wouldn't shock me if he only plays half the game or 60 minutes and we see Matisse tell. I'll go through the subs who I expect to see, but uh, Chupo, I think, no doubt, is going to get the call to start this one. At the wing positions, it definitely has gotten a little bit more difficult to take a look at because Sané's injury threw a wrench into what I think was going to happen. For now, I think we are going to see Sadio Mane, and whether that is just a 60-minute appearance from him, uh, I'm not sure that Nagelsmann was going to start him in this match, but I think he's going to now. So I think we'll see Mane get the call. I think we'll see Musiala at the 10 spot, and I think we'll see Gnabry over at right wing. And like I said, they'll have Chupo up top. So that puts Thomas Muller and Kingsley Coman, the two heroes from last weekend on the bench. And for once, I think it might be a smart move to do that. I think the rotation right now is key. I think getting Gnabry some time is, is a good thing. I think getting Mane some extended run might help him as well. And to give Muller and Coman the ability to rest right now, if you plan on using them against PSG, I think you ultimately have to get them rest right here and make sure that they are 100% and ready to go. Coman, of course, is he has battled so many different injuries over his career. And Muller, he's 33, he's getting a little bit older. You want to give him any extra rest time that you can. Uh, so I think that's how it will go. Summer at goalkeeper, the back four will be Davies, Upamakano, Pavar, and Cancelo. Central midfield consisting of Kimmich and Goretzka. And the attack will have Jamal Musiala, Eric Maxim, Chupo Moting, Sadio Mane, and Serge Gnabry. I think subs that we will see in this match. Undoubtedly, I think we will see Ryan Gravenberg. He will get some time in the central midfield. I think we'll also see 
Matisse tell in one form or another, whether that means he comes on for Chupo or he goes out wide to play wing. I think we'll also see Josip Stanisic. I think Stanisic has shown that he is uh, improving, that he is a viable player for Bayern Munich. And I think he deserves more time. Uh, Daly Blind, I would anticipate getting some time at center back. I think if Upamakano can put in a good 60-minute shift, Nagelsmann will be happy with what he sees and he can get him a little bit of extra rest time. But the fifth substitution is where I think things will get interesting. I think Nagelsmann has some options. He could always use a young player there. He could look to get Mizrahi some game time if he's ready. He could give Muller a short shift. He could give Coman a short shift. It's not like Nagelsmann has, hasn't done that before. But I think there's a little bit of uncertainty there with who exactly will get that final uh, substitution slot. We'll see if he even, Nagelsmann even goes that far. But I would think just ahead of PSG that he will. As far as a prediction on the match goes, I think Bayern is going to to dominate this one again. To me, it's not as much about who is starting the match as much as the, the look and feel of this team right now and how they're playing. I, I think that they recognize the position that they're in, that they cannot afford a letdown, and that they absolutely cannot afford to look past VfB Stuttgart and look over at PSG. They know they need to take care of business. As much as this game might reek of a letdown game for Bayern Munich, and, and we've seen it happen so many times before in the past, I just don't think it's going to happen here. I think Bayern's going to take care of business. I think they're going to do so with a clean sheet and win 3-0. It, it just strikes me as a match that Bayern is going to to take in a very business-like manner and that there will be none of the nonsense that I think maybe we had seen in years past where Byron just comes out flat for games like this. And and hopefully that's not the case. And, and I don't think it will be. And that's about it for this preview show. Uh, I want to say thanks to everyone for listening, everyone for checking out BFW. We really appreciate all of the support. As always, you can get me at the barrel blog on Twitter. You can get our tweet Meister, Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get, I need no name at BFW. You can get the site at Bavarian FB works. Tom does an awesome job on that really has uh, has a knack for getting people engaged and uh, has a lot of good banter back and forth. And as always, you can catch all of our talented writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We're putting out some great content. We'll do a, an excellent job covering the match and then also getting you ready for PSG next week. Uh, I know that's going to be the big focus on everyone's mind, but Byron has to get past Stuttgart first. So thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.